Hey guys, it's Streaming Wasteland with uh, Ringo and Greg. Greg, say hi. Hi. Uh, this week we took on 1990s Cadillac Man, uh, and it's on Max, which, before we jump into this, HBO, stop making apps. You can't get the first one right. Don't make a second one. You know what's coming, though, is the WB app. It's just going to be all Warner Brothers, and it's going to be designed by one guy. Oh, no. It would be, wouldn't it? Like an underpaid, overworked, uh, hasn't been on vacation in like 15 years. Yeah, you're describing a lot of the tech industry. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, you know, the app looks nice. I'll give them that. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Have you been, have you watched anything this week? I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said, last week I was watching a bunch of uh, Chopped and other HGTV shows on on Max, but this week, uh, instead of of doing that, I went and watched uh, something called The Breaker Uppers, which is a a cute little, uh, like, New Zealand comedy movie about, like, two girls who break people up uh, professionally, you know, and not, like... They're not randomly targeting. It's their business. People call them to have them break up with their partner. It's funny. It's definitely unique. I wouldn't say it's like laugh out loud, hilarious or anything, but it was a pretty good movie. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't oppose watching it again, but I'm certainly not going to like seek it out anytime soon. Mm, okay. What about you? Uh, we picked up uh, Malcolm in the Middle again because the kid likes it. Mm. And, you know... I wish I, I had actually spent a lot more time watching it because it is is it's entertaining. But when I was my kid's age, I wouldn't have gotten that, like half the jokes. Actually, I didn't get any of the jokes when I was his age. I was just like, hey, it's funny because the kids are fighting. <laughs> but, you know, I was is that a dumb is kid. that not the joke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the parents have some good jokes that, like, when you're older, you kind of understand a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's uh, one of those cool sitcoms that's written on like two levels. <laughs> the dad. Um, was sitting Hal? next, yeah, Hal. Thank you, because I was going to say Hill, and I was like, "That's not his name." Hal um, <laughs> reaches over uh, to his wife, doing that thing that you see in in movie theater uh, movie theater movies where they go uh, and they yawn and reach over, and he goes, honk, "Oh yeah, honk. yeah." <laughs> he reaches over and goes, "Honk honk," and my <laughs> wife and I were like, "Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the sort of shit that I do, right?" Yeah, Malcolm's Mill's pretty good. You know what else has a lot of great jokes? What's that? The Office. <laughs> you know, I gotta go ahead and open up my Peacock app to go ahead and uh, watch it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Just saying. You think you think you didn't get the jokes before? If you tried to watch The Office as a kid, it won't make any sense. But <laughs> you you spent time in an actual office, not necessarily like in the private instu- uh, like side of things, the private sector. There we go. Not institute, but. But still, you've spent time at a desk in an office, and uh, yeah, it, it starts making sense. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I told you I worked over at Kirtland, right? When I got out? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I did I did private, technically. Yeah. All right. So, jumping off of that, back into the, the movie, Cadillac Man, which is on Max, is rated R for language, violence, and sexual content. Our main character, Joey, gets two days to sell 12 cars to keep his job and keep his girlfriends happy. However, it gets worse. It gets worse for him. He's juggling three buyers when a guy with a machine gun crashes into the car dealership and takes everybody hostage. This movie is starring Robin Williams as Joey, Tim Robbins as Larry, Pamela Reed as Tina, Fran Drescher as Joey, Zach Norman as Harry, Lori Petty as Leela or Lola or Lisa 
or Lana or it's definitely not Lisa because Lisa's his daughter's <laughs> name, and she's in like one moment of the movie. Mm-hmm. I had to throw that in there because we spent a long time discussing what her name was because in the movie <laughs> it is not clear. Yeah, it is I wrote clear, it down wrong off. Of, I wrote it down off wrong off of IMDb. Mm. Even IMDb got it wrong. I see. Yeah. It also didn't help that I thought the actress was Sarah Jessica Parker. That's not <laughs> wrong, like anything against Sarah Jessica Parker or this person. It's more along the lines of like a lot of times I get actors confused with other actors, and so I do have to check. But when I'm watching these movies, I don't have my phone on me, so I try not to. <laughs> so I was like, oh yeah, it's Sarah Jessica Parker. And then when I looked later, I was like, well, it's not Sarah Jessica Parker, so I don't know who it is. I don't know why that messed up the character name too, but it's just <laughs> I I thought it was her. Mm. No, I don't. I don't blame you on that. With how many times they they said her name and another L name like within a sentence or two of each other, it made it difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, quick trigger warning: there is gun violence and domestic abuse in this movie. Yeah, um, and it's it's kind of like the central crux. You can't avoid it. So yeah, it, sadly, this this very like uh, <laughs> maybe like grimly American. It's light gun violence and domestic abuse, but it, unfortunately, it, it is in there, uh, and it's still not like I, I don't think if you're somebody's had ex- unfortunate experience with gun violence or domestic abuse, I, I tread lightly. Uh, quick synopsis: Joey is struggling. He's not selling the cars the way he used to, and he spends all his money on his ex-wife and the two other women that are in his life. This might cause him to lose his job. Uh, to make matters worse, Larry, the husband of one of the co-workers, Donna, suspects that someone at the dealership is sleeping with his wife and bursts in with an AK-47 to take the whole place hostage. Can Joey sell his way out of this one? Yes. Yes, he can. I have to tell you, I ended up watching this movie after fighting with HBO for three days, and when I was sitting there watching it, I fell asleep about 20 minutes in and woke up <laughs> right after Larry started shooting up the place. That is right when it gets loud. That makes sense. Yeah, it started. They uh, everybody was screaming, and I woke up and I was like, "Why is everybody?" Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm supposed to be watching this movie for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, I can tell you, I my feelings on this movie, it was fine compared to the the other movie that that we watched this week. This movie was fine comparatively, but I was bored. Uh, I was in, uninterested. I felt that. Um, they could have toned the screaming down quite a bit. Maybe have one person scream once and then kind of minimize that. It was a little bit much for me. That being said, the thing that I really loved about this movie was Robin Williams. And oh my God, I miss Robin Williams. <laughs> it's funny. So yeah, like this movie comes out right in the middle of, of Robin Williams kind of like burst into the children's scene. So this was post Aladdin, but pre uh, pre Mrs. Doubtfire, pre Jumanji. Uh, so I think the movie he did right before this was Dead Poet Society, which isn't really a kids movie. Mm-hmm. And so this isn't a kids movie either. And you can kind of tell Robin Williams was at his peak. He was trying to take parts that he found interesting. And I think this movie feels like a sketch that he really liked the idea of and was like, I could riff off of that. And somebody else is like, well, boom, let's make a movie. Because the. The middle of the sandwich, the the meat of this movie with the hostage situation, relatively entertaining. I found myself laughing a, a few times, right? But 
everything that's on the outside of it, right? The the intro where we meet Robin Williams and he's kind of doing like a Ferris Bueller thing where he's talking to the camera, but he's also having internal monologue and it's very weird what tone this is going for. And then the end of the movie where we see him reconcile with his family as though we are to suddenly care. Those all felt bad. Like the ending was was there because we're supposed to get a happy ending. And I, and while for my money, nobody dying in a hostage situation is a pretty happy ending. Apparently that wasn't happy enough for the studio exec. So we had to make sure that Robin Williams gets his family in the end. And like I said, the beginning, we have to meet Joey and find out about him. We have to meet Tina. We have to, his ex-wife, we have to meet joy, Fran Drescher. We have to meet, uh, Lila, his, his girlfriend's or the mistress and he's got his girlfriend, which is Joy, and Lila's the mistress, and she's like the young one. Um, she's worried about being a bimbo uh, because this movie is very 90s. So there's there's a lot of setup, and we have to find out that you know Robin Williams cheated or Joey cheated on on Tina, and they were good together, but now they're not, and et cetera, et cetera. They have a daughter named Lisa. She's been out all night, and he's hanging out with some boy. We have to find out that Joey owes money to a mobster that. The mobster doesn't seem to be in a hurry to collect because they go way back and Joey helped get his uh his kid a job at the, the car dealership. This movie also suffers from the like too many minor characters problem. I, I found myself forgetting which character is which, not just when I was writing them down, but even when I was watching the movie, I was like, wait, which one is that? Because it's a bunch of like New Jersey, New York white people all just kind of <laughs> shouting at each other in the middle. And so Aside from Robin Williams, who has a mustache in this movie, and Larry, who you could tell is the one holding the gun, the rest of them kind of blend together. It's a bunch of old white dudes in suits trying to sell cars and old, or not old, but like younger white women who are supposedly like the sex objects of the movie, but they all kind of have like the 80s sheen going on where it's like they're, I, I, you could tell they're attractive, but it just doesn't translate to what we want these days, or at least for me, it doesn't. Yeah. But yeah, well, they're, they're, the middle of the movie is really good. Larry bursting in, like he rides through the car dealership window on a motorcycle with his AK-47. He's firing it in the air. He starts yelling at everybody. At first I thought like, I was like, oh man, this movie is going to be just fucking annoying. But there is a scene that happens very early on where Robin Williams is confronted about sleeping with one person's wife. And then he lies about – so Robin Williams kind of does that thing like, look at me. I'm the hero. Don't point the gun at anybody else. I'm the one who slept with your wife. And Larry's like, oh, I can't believe it. you know. And one of Robin Williams' girlfriends is there in the dealership as well. And she's like, you slept with her? He's like, yeah, I did. And then her husband is there, and he's like, you slept with him? And they all start getting a fight with Robin Williams, and Larry fires the gun in the air, and he's like, hey, this is my thing. And that made me laugh. I was like, this guy's having like an emotional moment. like He's on high adrenaline. He's got the gun there, and everyone's ignoring him and dealing with their own problems. It's relatively amusing. And it kind of continues like that. You can see that Larry is wildly inept as a kidnapper, which is probably a compliment. I don't think people should be good at being hostage takers, but he is his main advantage is that he has a gun and he says he has the bomb. Right. And so Rob Williams can't just like, you know, brush him off, but you see him go through, like trying to sell him, get everybody out of the, the building, get himself out alive, etc. cetera. Uh, throughout the whole movie, his girlfriends find out about each other. They find out about his ex-wife. There's this weird, like 
it, it definitely wouldn't work now like chinese restaurant scene where you know the chinese people are just yelling at the fbi and everybody else and you know charging them money even though there's a hostage situation it's like a whole thing i don't know if that's supposed to be a joke or a commentary but either way it doesn't work but yeah the the middle of the movie was perfectly fine the ends just didn't work and it kind of it made the movie drag yeah it really did uh you know i'm looking at my notes here and the thing that i that i think fit really well was the opening scene and I wrote here, uh, the opening scene is literally the audience I feel this movie was made for. As we're cascading over a, an audience of, um, of, wow, my brain shut off for a second there. Uh, the the <laughs> the graveyard, the graveyard as they're trying to introduce uh, Joey as the car salesman that he is. That's so shameless that he's willing to go ahead and sell a car to the widow of someone who just died. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, oh, okay, so I see how how they're setting this up. This is going to be a, a '90s movie. I mean, we knew that going in, but it was going to be stereotypical '90s. The women were going to be treated as lesser characters that Joey could go ahead and play off of. And our main catalyst for the second part of the movie was going to be either super like bad, whether that's going to be like over the top racist homophobic uh or uh misogynistic but instead i was kind of i was surprised that larry was just incompetent completely like joey could go ahead and just say things and then larry would repeat it right after i was like that uh larry would just go ahead and repeat what joey said i was like hey okay this isn't what i expected when it came to larry being the hostage taker which i appreciated that I think the thing that I that I liked about Larry was whenever he threw everybody into the back room and he's like, don't do anything in here. And he's talking to Joey. And then they go back into the back room and one of them's climbing up into the attic or the the air duct. And he goes, I trusted you. <laughs> Nobody. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I, I appreciate that. Like I said, Larry, Tim Robbins as Larry did a great job in this movie. I think that the interplay between him and Joey uh, was actually probably the best part. Everything else in the movie could, I could have done without, uh, but you touched on something there that I think uh, makes, makes this movie feel dated. It is clearly of its time. Obviously the cars in it are old, et cetera, right? Like it's visually old. That's fine. But the, a lot of the joke is, like a, a good chunk of the humor anyway is women right like that's the entire joke like whoof you know like imagine if you had three girlfriends and they found out about each other these broads and it's it's very like 80s almost 70s in that way and it, it feels it feels dated and if i would imagine at the time like i mean i was six when this movie came out you were negative one so uh <laughs> neither one of us clearly saw it in theaters but i would imagine even in its time it felt it felt dated. The concept of a salesman and a hostage negotiator like bartering with each other or a hostage taker bartering with each other, that's relatively funny, but you add in the other stuff underneath it and it doesn't it doesn't work. It it just feels like I said, it feels like it would have been dated at the time and it certainly doesn't age well in that aspect. Uh, I wish there was I wish there was less of that. I wish Larry had gotten fired and that was what this whole thing was about. And then there wouldn't have had to be all this extra stuff. Um, It might've even been like closer to a comedy drama, but as it is, it just, it falls flat and well, not flat, but it, it feels dusty. Like it feels like I'm sitting down with like my grandpa or like an older uncle 
and they're going to tell me something, you know, like they're going to lean over and be like, don't let your grandma find out. But one day <laughs> I threw her favorite dress in the dryer and I burned it. Women, right? And you're just like, oh, and then I didn't know this was the thing that happened. And then they would just like laugh. Ah, ha, 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 ha. And you're like, oh, ha, ha. okay, can can I go? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. is it is it okay if I leave now? Mm-hmm. And then you tell your parents, you're like, can we never go see them again? They're like, yeah, we're going next week. You're like, oh, man. We live here now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I say we? It's you. <laughs> yeah, we don't want you anymore. <laughs> Mom, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. And it looks like this, like, audiences were mostly in agreement with us. The box office was $27 million on a $15 million budget. So while it turned a profit, it's not a box office success. And so I imagine that most of most people probably kind of that did see it were probably like eh but yeah. we talked about it before even the trailer like just the commercial looks bad it looks yeah. boring but yeah so you mentioned the loudness uh funny enough variety gave this movie a review of uh the distinction of being the loudest film of 1990 and also one of the worst i don't know that i'd go that far it's not a good movie i really can't i really can't sign off on this this is a movie for if you are looking for something to like, what's like, I was sorry. If you're looking for something to fall asleep to, this is obviously a good movie, <laughs> although it is a little bit loud. I would say if you're looking to like, kind of get like a, a retrospective of like how comedies changed over, you know, the years, because this type of movie doesn't even really get made anymore. Right. This is, this is along the lines of like something like Caddyshacks, right? It's a little bit more black comedy than Caddyshacks, but this is along the same line. And this type of movie doesn't get made. If if this were to be made, Cadillac Man would turn into a TV series, and this would have been like a three episode arc. Mm-hmm. But as it is now, like comedies, comedies are these either like big over the top like sex comedies, or they just or they're like really really like dry black comedies that get made. And this is kind of like an interesting look at like kind of what worked in the nineties. Oh yeah, in the nineties, this would have been something that would have done way better than it would now to that now today's if it had been put out today uh robin williams would have caught a lot of flack for the way that he treated women in this one or he would have or people wouldn't have just gone they there wouldn't have been any any money made made on this movie i i don't know you know ultimately when it comes down to it i don't think that i could go ahead and recommend this just because i don't really have anything on this movie that i that i felt anybody really needed to see yeah well and i think also like looking at other movies that came out in 1990 both pretty woman and kindergarten cop came out in 1990 which is funny because tina is the partner of arnold schwarzenegger in kindergarten cop so uh that works out pretty well uh, that ties in pretty nicely to what we're saying but yeah there are other funnier movies problem child which i don't know i don't know if that's actually really a good movie it might be on our <laughs> list later because i haven't watched that movie in a million years um i didn't think it was a real movie for a while i saw it i saw that movie at my friend's house like at a sleepover and i thought i was just tired and hallucinated it and then later on i found out it was a real movie and i was like oh shit i should watch this and then i don't think i ever did Mm -hmm. so what i remember of it is loose at best oh wow 1990 ghost dad came out i definitely saw that but yeah so like i mean obviously it didn't work for audiences then right the movie didn't make very much money and it's something that when you hear people talk about Robin Williams, right? Obviously his death was untimely, very sad, but we, we remember him as for most of us, genie, right? That was our, our first real introduction, like our generation's first introduction. And then 
as Mrs. Doubtfire. And part of that was because that Mrs. Doubtfire commercial got played incessantly. The It was a drive-by fruiting. I think <laughs> I think that was in every video recorded at home. Like if you're recording a television program and you recorded the commercials, you got that commercial in there. It was just ridiculously popular and, and prevalent. And it was a good movie. And then Jumanji. And so after that, we, we know about movies like uh, One Hour Photo, et cetera, where he's done like more dramatic roles or uh, Goodwill Hunting, where he plays a more serious role in that movie. But you kind of forget that like there's all these other movies that he did that that are just they're just Robin Williams movies, I guess. And Cadillac Man falls perfectly into this, right? Not every band puts out nothing but good albums. And this is just like essentially like a a B side to his career. It's one of those ones that you listen to it and you're like, "Aish, it sounds it sounds bad." They they were they played too many synths. So I don't know. I guess if you're a big Robin Williams fan, I'd, I'd recommend this just because you probably. I mean, if you're a big Robin Williams fan, you probably already saw it. But if you're somebody thinking like, "Damn, I should watch like his 20 best movies," and the, <laughs> he, I don't think he has that many, so this has to be on the list. You know, I. That right there is the only reason why I think I would recommend this is if you're you're absolutely missing Robin Williams and you want to see something that you probably haven't seen before, this. Yeah. And I mean, y- you could do worse, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, Roger Ebert said, if Larry had crashed through the window of this movie in the first scene of the movie, it probably would be a better movie. And I think he's right. And I think that you could actually probably watch the opening scene and and like then fast forward until you see a guy crash his bike, his motorcycle through a plate glass window and then start the movie there. You've missed very little and you will probably enjoy the movie more. It'll shave 20 minutes off of an already pretty short movie. It's 97 minutes. So you'll you'll miss about 20 minutes of movie and it's 20 unnecessary minutes and you'll have yourself like a nice slightly longer than an hour comedy. That's basically like a sitcom finale. So it works. And you get to see Robin Williams, and you do get to see Robin Williams, and you don't have to, you don't have to watch his awkward sex scenes with people, which are <laughs> just a hoot. But yeah, yeah the go ahead. You mentioned the sex scene. I, I have a flashback to him pulling his head out from underneath a blanket, and I think that he drooled. And, and I'm hoping that I'm just my brain is putting that in there. But if that happened, that's actually kind of nightmare fuel. And I'm going to have to go ahead and get a lobotomy after that. <laughs> oh, man, you wait until I'm done deep faking all of these episodes together with you. <laughs> I 69 Jackie Chan and went down on Robin Williams drooling. <laughs> it is going to be gross. <laughs> Um, on, on like minor notes, I didn't really care for this idea that he needs to sell 12 cars in two days to keep his job. Just fire the guy, right? There's He's right when he's like, that that doesn't happen. And from what I know of car salesmen, four or five sales in a day is considered like a banner amazing day. He's got at one point three people yelling at him to buy cars. Come on now. That's not how car dealerships work. And that's not how people work. I've I have, I guess I never went to a car dealership in Queens in the 90s, but I'm pretty sure that this is just like an exaggeration. It felt like a contrived situation to make him stressed out and to add yelling to the movie. Uh, yeah. the, when they're all in the back room, like you said, it was pretty funny. That he was like, I trusted you guys. I don't really understand why nobody broke a window and just hopped out. <laughs> like it, it like I know that there's a couple people in there who were too big to go through those smaller windows, but not everybody was. They could have made it. 
So yeah, that there's like a bunch of little things in here where I was just like, okay, like we have to do this for the movie. But overall, I mean, it's not like the worst plot I've ever seen. And honestly, it's relatively unique. So I give it that. Yeah. Especially in this day and age, because anyone that ran into a building with an AK and got into the building, they're not going to graze someone. They're going to kill 10, 20 people every time they drop a magazine on uh, inside that building. Yeah. Yeah. Also, when she got grazed by the uh, bullet, I was like, so I thought she died. I was like, yeah. damn, that is dark. I did not <laughs> expect that. And then she was, she was like, it just grazed her head. I was like, I mean, I know that happens, but geez, that's lucky. <laughs> like, well, if it had grazed her head, she'd be a lot worse off than she was. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, like it must have. I feel, I feel like she hit the ground and then scraped her head and then she got up like, <laughs> you grazed my head. <laughs> That makes also, it a little like, more entertaining to me. The amount of times that I was also thinking, I was like, you know, they have a straight shot on this guy, like when he's wandering around the car dealership, just mm-hmm. because like there's a big broken glass window and he's constantly pacing in front of it. I, I kind of expected the movie to end abruptly, like when the <laughs> officers finally decided to take a shot, but apparently they were too busy eating the Chinese food. Uh, there's there's a couple jokes in there that are like, they're kind of like ha-ha jokes where it's like they ask oh, you know, where where do you get the plastic explosives from? And then, like, Robin Williams yells out, Jersey! And they're like, oh, shit, they're real. Kind of like the <laughs> joke of, like, you could get anything in Jersey. Jersey's crazy. But it's one of those jokes that I think even at the time was meant for, like, dads to go, you know, like, laugh through their teeth, but not really, like, a an actual joke joke. I don't know. The movie's weird. It's even hard to call it a black comedy. The only thing that makes it dark is that it is based around, like, the life-or-death situation of having a gun pointed at you. Yeah. But it's not, I don't know, it's it's weird. I wanted to like this movie more. I really did. And like I said, I found the middle enjoyable. It was like a, it was, ex- it would have been a great, like, short film. You know, if it would have been like, like 20 minutes or less and shown at like a festival as like a short film, I would have never seen it. But I definitely <laughs> think it would be a better, better movie. And, you know, you don't get a lot of the, the sense of this movie. Like, when you look at the poster, or any of the promotional stuff, because while the the trailer does show a guy bursting in with a gun, the poster is literally just Robin Williams shrugging his shoulder and saying, if you can't trust a salesman, who can you trust? And so even, even then it feels like they didn't know how to market this movie, like what to do with this. Um, and then, you know, at the end, him reconciling with his ex-wife and, you know, his daughter behaving herself it kind of reinforces this like weird idea that like, Oh, you know what? Like a family needs is a dad, you know, you like, you need to be there. It's true that, you know, two parent households are, are statistically proven to be like more stable and a better child raising environment or whatever. But this movie didn't need this. I don't know. I feel like I'm beating the same dead horse over and over (laughs) again. There's, there's too much in a movie that didn't have enough behind it. Yeah. And I think that that's, a pretty good way to summarize it. They had too much going on. I mean, that sounds like the last three movies that we've gone over. What was it? Pound of flesh, Vanguard, and now uh, Cadillac man, where it was just too much in the movie. Yeah, well, I'm not saying it's too much in the movie. I, I think they like, they had, they tried to put a bunch of stuff that couldn't hang on to the main idea. The core was weak. Okay. The core was weak. They need to work yeah. on their core. They have big bulging <laughs> biceps, but no core. No, that makes sense. And I think that's, that's where they could have, they, they could have gone ahead and kind of 
cut the fat out a little bit more and it would have yeah. been a better movie. But again, this movie already clocks in at 97 minutes. If they cut mm-hmm. any fat, they probably had too short of a movie. And it's a weird thing to think about, right? The the idea that like some of these movies just have stuff added into them or left into them because mm-hmm. there's a preset like idea of how much a movie sh- how long a movie should be. Like so capitalistic, right? Like like oh, if we go under 90 minutes, people won't pay for it. So we have to make it 90 minutes. We don't care. Like this is the this is the minimum amount of product we can put out for the profit. Is it's very it for for medium that claims a lot of artistry, it feels very unartistic a lot of times. Yeah. But yeah, I don't really have much else to say about this movie. Fran Drescher is barely in it. So if you're a Fran Drescher fan, I, I'd say that skip it. Like it's cute, but her biggest moments <laughs> come in like the first third of the movie. I feel like the movie also tries to make a little bit of commentary about getting famous off of tragedy because Lila, the designer, she can't get into a club because they don't know who she is. And then after she runs into the hostage situation and then runs back out of it, you like the cameras surround her. I don't know if that was supposed to be like a message moment or if it was just like a gag that didn't work, but uh, clearly it didn't work. And yeah, the, the Chinese restaurant felt weird. Like I, again, I don't know if that's supposed to be like, if that, if the big joke is ha ha, look at how these people act or if it's ha ha, like you go to a Chinese restaurant, you're going to end up paying. Like, I, I don't know. Again, it's a joke that doesn't land. So yeah. it, it feels dated. Uh, actually, I'm going to change my recommendation. Don't watch this, right? Like, <laughs> you, could, you can probably find the best bits on YouTube. I haven't looked, but even if you're Robin Winston, just skip it. Just skip it. Like it, it might like damage your image of him a little bit. So skip it. It's not worth it. With uh, that in mind, what I'll I'll try and do this week is see if I can go ahead and find YouTube clips of the best aspects and just throw them up on our uh, Facebook, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, not Twitch, uh, Facebook. YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok, just so people can go ahead and find them re- easier. <laughs> Sounds good. But yeah, that's uh, that's that's all I have to say. I think you wrapped it up pretty well with that. Uh, ultimately, I don't have anything to add to what Greg's got to say there because thinking about it, yeah, don't watch this because it might ruin your your take on Robin Williams. Uh, that being said, I will try to find clips on YouTube to place on our social medias for people to watch so they don't have to go ahead and watch this movie. And with that. We love you. We hope you guys have had a great week, and we hope that you guys enjoy this. Please rate, subscribe, find us, find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. We don't have much on YouTube, but we're working on that. We're going to figure out something to do with that. Uh, Greg, do you have anything else to add? Uh, it's the same year House Party came out, and that is a better movie than this movie. So go watch House Party. Go watch that one. And with that, I'm going to say bye. Greg, see ya. Bye. <laughs>